Welcome to Moments in Truth. I am your host, G.T. Stikes. The purpose of Moments in Truth is to give you a few minutes of encouragement by providing simple truths from God's Word, identified and explained from a biblical worldview. Now, as we continue our study of 13 lessons from the life of Christ, we are back in the wilderness with Jesus. And today we are going to be looking at how Jesus battles Satan and the important end result. Now, if you missed episode five, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that one first so that you have better context for today. We are in Matthew chapter four, and we are going to pick it up today in verse five. Now, to remind you of the context, Jesus has been in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, and he has been without any food, so he is hungry. He's been fasting this whole time. Now, he is alone without any provisions. Now, because of that, he is hungry. And because he is hungry, he is very vulnerable during this time. And it is in these vulnerable seasons of life that the enemy, Satan, comes to us to tempt us the most. Now, if you're able to look at your Bible with me, please follow along as I read. And we'll begin in verse 5. If you don't have your Bible, just listen as I read. Starting in Matthew chapter 4, in verse 5, it says, Then the devil took Jesus up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you. And in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Now again, Satan is working to tempt Jesus to prove that he is a son of God by using God's power, to call angels to him to protect him when he jumps off the highest pinnacle. Now something I find interesting here is Satan's tactics. Now, Jesus originally quoted scripture that stated that he lived by the words of God, or we might say by the Bible. So Satan decides to quote scripture as well in order to support his claim. Now, in this case, Satan quoted Psalm chapter 91, verses 11 through 12. And how did Jesus respond? He again quotes scripture from Deuteronomy chapter 6. Now, why this is important to note is that Satan changes his tactics to try and gain control over Jesus, but Jesus does not change the way that he fights. He continues to use that which is most proven to fight the enemy, which is the word of God. All right, look with me at verse 8, and let's see what the devil does next. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain, And showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Satan wants to be worshipped. He desires most to dethrone God and take his place. He wants worship from everyone to himself. Now again, how does Jesus fight back? By using God's word. And here he again quotes from the book of Deuteronomy. Now I want you to see something very important in this. After Satan tried three different times to tempt Jesus, 
And Jesus continued to fight back and would not budge, but would stand his ground. What happened? Satan gave up. He gave up. He left Jesus alone. Now, this is a great reminder for us today that just because we are tempted does not mean that we have to fall to the temptation. James chapter 1 and verse 12 says, Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Now, you can endure temptation just as Jesus did. Fight with the right ammo and stand your ground and God will give you the power and the strength to do so. God is literally on your side. He wants you to succeed. He's not sitting on his throne in heaven with his arms crossed watching you saying, I wonder what they're going to do this time. God knows the outcome and he wants what is best for you. And really, he wants you to learn and to grow. Now, make note, everyone who went through a wilderness experience, including Jesus, what happened to them? They survived. None of them died while God took them through uncomfortable territory. Now, they may have gone through some hurting physically and emotionally, but God saw them through it because the purpose is not to destroy you, but to prepare you and make you better. Now, I believe that Jesus needed those 40 days of suffering. And you might be like, wait, what? He needed it? Why would he need to suffer any more than he already has? Well, Jesus needed a time to suffer where he was completely reliant on God alone without the help of anyone else because Jesus was going to face extreme hardships in the future. And this was a testing ground for him to be able to strengthen his focus and trust in God. Now, that being said, if Jesus needed it, we need it much more. Now, I want to consider one more verse today. There is a parallel passage to this one in Luke chapter 4. The last verse of that section is verse 13, and it says, Now, when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. Yes, the devil left, but notice that he left until another opportunity presented itself. In other words, once you fight back the devil, don't think that's it. Once you win the battle against a particular temptation, don't let your guard down thinking that you'll never have to face that temptation again. The more we fight, the easier it is to continue fighting, but the more we give up and give in to our sin, the easier it is to fall to the temptation. Now, we have to learn to fight our temptations. We need to get the right ammo for the fight. And when we win, we set the strategy aside to use for another day. So what's our takeaways today? Well, number one, keep memorizing God's word. Keep meditating on it and memorizing it. And let me add to this. You want to memorize the right passages that correspond with your particular temptation. John chapter 3 and verse 16 is a great verse, and it's a great reminder for us for what God has done on our behalf, but it's not a verse that will help us to fight back against the temptation of laziness or gluttony or anxiety. 
And I would encourage you to seek out specific verses based on the specific temptations that you are facing, because most of us face more than one at a time. Number two, don't give up and give in to your temptation. Even if it comes back over and over, Satan will leave you alone, but you have to stand your ground long enough to convince him that those things that he is tempting you with are not important to you. Keep fighting and don't give up and you will win. And then number three, accept God leading you into the wilderness and use it wisely. Being led in an uncomfortable place doesn't seem like something special, but it's actually a gift that God gives us in order that we might let go of the junk in our lives and learn to give everything over to God and trust in Him. He knows what's best. Now, our love and appreciation for Him will grow enormously when He takes us through the wilderness. Now, just to cut you off at the pass, for those who would argue that I mentioned staying in the wilderness last time, yes, I did. And I believe that it is important to repeat things when necessary. We all need reminders to help keep us on the right path. I will mention things more than once from time to time, especially if God's word repeats it. Now remember, God is a better GPS than our smartphones will ever be. But be prepared. God doesn't always take us where we want to go, but he takes us where we need to go. Now, let me give you a great verse to meditate on today. It's from Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3, and it says, God will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on God because he trusts in God. Now, do you trust in God today? Let me go to prayer for you. Lord, Heavenly Father, I ask you that you would protect the listeners today. I pray, Lord, that as Many of them may be in wilderness experiences right now. I pray that you would lift them up and encourage them, strengthen them, lead them to see what it is that you're trying to teach and what you're trying to help them with. And I pray that they would learn and they would grow from these experiences. I pray for all the listeners today as they face different temptations that they would not fall to it, but instead, Lord, help them to stand firm, help them to stay upright and stay focused on moving forward. I pray, Lord, that they would fight the temptations back with your word. Help them to meditate and memorize more of your word, Lord God, so that they can learn how to fight their battles. I pray that they don't give up. I pray that they don't give in, Lord, but give them the encouragement to press on. Thank you, Lord, for your love and your goodness and the continued provision that you give to those who love and honor and serve you. Help us today to live for you. In your name, I pray these things. Amen. Well, don't miss our next episode, episode seven. We will be continue to look at Jesus's life. We are going to be in John chapter 2, and we're going to be looking at Jesus's first recorded miracle. Well, thank you for listening to Moments in Truth with G.T. Stikes. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to today's podcast. We would love for more people to hear the truth of God's word. And you can help us reach more people by sharing, following, and subscribing to this podcast. Please be sure to check today's show notes for links to any additional resources, encouragements, and how you can help with this ministry.